0: A really warm welcome to the latest Clear River View podcast, the only podcast dedicated to the river cruise industry. Uh, And it's a very special podcast this month, and that's because we are just weeks away from the resumption of European river cruising, ready for summer 2022. My name's Andy Harmer, and I'll be your host for this month's podcast as we look ahead to what the summer is likely to hold in river cruise and to help us navigate through those waterways in europe and beyond we have two uk experts to help us jane archer is a uk travel and cruise writer and if i may say a bit of a river cruise guru and jamie Luazu is not only a chair of the clear river cruise uh, working group here in the uk he is also managing director for AMA Waterways. Let's hear what they have to say. We're at that moment of the year, uh, so end of January, we are looking ahead to a full season uh, for River Cruise in 2022. So in, as we look ahead to what's coming up, uh, is there anything that particularly excites you or anything that uh, is going to be slightly different maybe this summer? Jane, can I start with you? Um, there's lots of new ships coming, of course, uh, and we should mention those. but is, are there other things that you're particularly looking forward to?
1: Well actually I'm looking forward to everything to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> after two years of everything yeah. being completely disrupted, a whole season where things are running would be absolutely fantastic. so so I'm going for that. Um, but yeah there are some there are some great new ships coming along. Um, I think by my calculation we're talking of over a dozen of them. Uh, now new ones coming along, um, offering a lot of very exciting stuff, you know, on rivers in Europe, in America. Um, And there's plenty there for for passengers uh, to to enjoy, get their teeth into, and and lots of new experiences coming up, you know, going on active trips, you know, visiting castles, going kayaking, guest chefs coming along. Uh, I mean, whatever anybody fancies, whatever they are interested in, for sure. You can find it this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're similarly very excited about the new ships. Clearly, the river cruise operators have been busy during the last couple of years, uh, building ships and getting ready for a full resumption. Uh, Jamie, uh, from an AMA perspective, you've got some new stuff coming in 2022 as well.
2: Yeah, we've um, we've introduced a new itinerary on the Seine. So um, impressions um, impressions of the Seine, which goes from um, Paris to La Havre. It's a bit of a slower pace than our usual uh, Paris round trip. And, and what I'm really looking forward to is our um, our extension in Brittany, which um, includes um, Mont Saint-Michel. So that's going to be a real, real highlight, I think. Um, we haven't got any new ships uh, for this year because we introduced three new ships last year. So we thought we'd take right. a, a bit of a break. Um, but we have got some other exciting things that we're, we're doing. We've got a partnership with Ancestry, uh, Ancestry.com. So we are running a cruise on the 30th of July, on the Amastella on the Rhine and that will uh, allow our guests to um, research their own uh, their own family history. So we have an expert on board, um, they do a, a private pre-cruise consultation. So for those people looking to go to Europe to kind of track their ancestors, that's, um, that's going to be really interesting. And we're also doing a, a Secrets and Spies cruise in November. We've got um, uh, Sir Richard Dearlove and, and Dame Stella Rimmington on board. So that's another a very, very interesting. Um, that's uh, a very interesting cruise that we run.
0: Well, we'll, we'll come back to themes because I think uh, actually they are a really important part of the industry because people do get attracted to take a river cruise based on a theme. But in terms of new ships, uh, and as you said, you, you launched a number of new ships last year, but that that increase in capacity and that new innovation is really important, regardless of which brand is doing it. But important message to the trade about
2: investment and the future absolutely and i think you know river cruising um, was incredibly strong and um, leading up to you know the last couple of years you know we, we were seeing huge growth and there's lots of investment it is a really exciting exciting sector. And you know jane spoke earlier about um active you know wellness is a huge part of what we do um you know we, we're appealing we're, we're broadening our appeal whether it be you know um, a rosa going um really with their great setup for families, you know um, Avalon um, and and Waterways really going after that wellness market. But it, it's it's um, it's really broadening the appeal, and and we continue to attract new to river cruises, um, and not just um, from within the overall sector, but from outside of the sector, from whether it be city breakers, whether it be traditional touring products. You know, it, it is an exciting time, and I think twenty twenty two. Um, has some real, real positivity, and and there are some inherent benefits with river cruising um, at this time, and I think that, you know, we're poised to take advantage of that.
0: Jane, do these new ships, are they very different to the new ships that we were possibly talking about five years ago, 10 years ago, and so on?
1: Oh, considerably so, yes, yeah. I mean, we're talking about the new ships coming along with, with specialty restaurants, you know, extra places to eat. And not necessarily wanting to have the same dining room every every time breakfast lunch and dinner um, you, you've got the wellness as Jamie touched on a lot more are doing more in terms of wellness uh, and of course um, you've got the sustainability side of things as well so we're seeing some huge strides in terms of in terms of ships that are being um, you know, revamped, if you like, so that, that they do care a lot more for the environment. Now, I'm not saying that the ones in existence don't, but we all know that there are things that that we are told that we need to do to improve. So going electric, um, using more of the, of the solar, more, using more local produce, for instance, so that, that food is not flown around all over the place. Uh, I mean, that is being brought in and and it's going to make a huge difference, I think, to people's attitudes towards river cruising as well. And alongside all of the things that Jamie's talking about, the the things that attracting people to go on river cruising. And yes, absolutely. There are so many things there, so many different people that you can start to bring into river cruising with all of these different aspects of the cities and so on and so on. Uh, This sustainability side is also going to attract people's attention uh, and, and attract, I think, a, a younger audience as well, which which we were, I think, um, you know, Jamie can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that we were starting to see that anyway uh, before, you know, you know what got in the way. And, and you make a really good point about
0: sustainability, and it's not just about the use of fuel or carbon. There are hundreds of other things that operators are doing to to lessen. Um, that footprint uh, in a sustainable way. Jamie you probably have some examples from AMA as well.
2: Yeah I mean actually in in 2020 AMA Christina was the first river cruise ship um, to be uh, awarded the green award which is a certification for you know um, safety, quality, environmental performance and actually the the additional 19 ships in our fleet were also recognized shortly after that so sustainability for us is important it's important because it's the right thing to do it's not important because it's a nice headline to have and i think that that's that's key and you know we are reducing our use of, of, of plastics on board um, a couple of years ago we introduced an app um so that also reduces the amount of paper that we're using on board so a lot of the information that our guests need is on their smartphones um so that's that's been in, that's been incredibly useful um in that whole process um and 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 as jane said sourcing local food local wine not only does it make for a far more interesting onboard experience but it's also better for the environment and supports the local communities that we're sailing through and i think that's the other part of sustainability it isn't just about removing plastic straws it's a bigger bigger picture and it's a more holistic approach and i think that supporting the communities that you're sailing through makes the whole industry more sustainable because you're also giving back and it's it's about working in partnership with those with those communities, we've used Billstoffen as our home port for a, a long, long time now. You know, and we invest in that community, and they work with us to do things like Oktoberfest that we have on all of our departures going from Billstoffen. So, you know, it, it's a it's it's more than you know single-use plastics; it's the bigger picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just come in and, and add to that that I think that uh, that is the kind of thing that really is going to attract a lot of people. They love the idea that they are eating local food, that yeah. they are drinking local wine, um, rather than something, as I said, that has been flown in from goodness knows where. They are actually really being immersed in the places that they're visiting, and I think that does make a big difference.
0: Yeah, and of course rivers do flow through some of the best wine regions and some of those beautiful places where fresh food is grown and fished and farmed, etc. So we are spoiled for choice.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I mean, you imagine going to France and, and not, yeah. not having the local food or indeed the local wine. And and actually, I would say the same about Germany. They have some fantastic wines in Germany um, and and even the food I love in yeah. Germany.
0: <laughs> um, and Portugal, too, by the way, the red wine, particularly oh, yeah. out of the Douro region, is spectacular. One of my favourite places in Europe. But yeah. Um, so lots of choice. But Jamie, do we need to be shouting about this more? Is, are, is there a barrier that means that we, where we need to communicate some of this sustainability to our travel agent partners, for example?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it is, it is more and more on people's consciousness. And it was interesting, I think, um, when we were in Amsterdam back in 2019, uh, I think it was either yourself or Lucy. Um, it was at the Clear Convention, did a, a show of hands for travel yeah. agents as to who felt that, this was an important issue. And there were one or two hands that went up in the audience. I know for a fact that when when that survey is done again, that show of hands will be 50% because I think it's really come into public consciousness over the last couple of years and it is important. And I think it's the difference between closing a sale and not closing a sale because it, it's, you know, the consumers are asking for this, they are wanting it. And as we're all trying to bring, you know, the average age of cruising down a little bit, I think it is that younger generation that are more interested in it. So it's also gonna help us attract new to, new to river cruise. I think it's really, really important. And it isn't just about, as I mentioned before, it's not just about because it's good for revenue, it's because it, it is the right thing to do. You know, we, we're all responsible people and we want to safeguard the industry for, for, for the future. You know, that's important.
0: Um, you, you mentioned the question that we asked. It always comes up, actually. So we will ask the same question in Budapest in March, by the way, and we'll see what response we get from the audience. So I'll, I'll take your 50 percent as your opening kind of gamble and we'll see where we go from there. But uh, Jane, you'll be in the audience. You can vote along in the audience.
1: Oh, I'll put two hands up. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, we were talking about um, we were talking about new ships and the importance of new ships to the sector. I just wanted to mention a couple of examples of where we're seeing a, a fairly significant change, maybe in the number of ships sailing or the number of operators featuring it. We'll start in America because, of course, uh, and Jane, I know you've you've cruised on the Mississippi, but American Cruise Line, for example, has been increasing the capacity on the Mississippi for a while.
1: Absolutely, yes, yeah, and I mean that that one really seems to be coming along. It's it's interesting because. Um, you lose track of time don't you but I guess if you go back what 10 probably maybe 15 years the Mississippi had died I mean in terms yeah. of actual cruising on the Mississippi it just had vanished and now it's come back it's it's amazing how many ships are out there sailing um and and they are filling because because people want to do them the Americans of course uh, it's in their backyard and very, very easy. But for the British to go over there, there are some fantastic cruises. Uh, and and I'm looking forward to to doing one later, hopefully this year. You never know if, if things yeah. keep on as they are. Yeah. And you go to some amazing places and learn some, you know, it's not it's not your New York's or your Miami's. It's these little, little places where, you know, in in rush hour, you can go and stand in the middle of the street because it's that busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that is, that is to me, is, is the real America, actually. It is these little places that are full of history where so many things happened, you know, where the Civil War battles were held, but people don't know about these places. And, and that's what's so fantastic about doing the rivers, is that you get to go and see them. Much yeah. the same, honestly, as in Europe, really. You know, you go to places you've never heard of, but they are fantastic. They all have these wonderful stories to tell. They're so full of history. They're so full of culture, and, and you know you can you can just walk around and see different statues to this person or whatever it might be. It's it's an amazing experience, and and for sure you know the river cruise is the way to do it.
0: I'm, I'm so jealous that you've done that. I really am because it, it's definitely on my list of uh, river cruises I want to do in the next couple of years.
1: It, re- it really should be. And I mean, of course, if you think about it, the Mississippi is a very, very long river as well. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, you, you can take an awful lot of time doing it. as You know, you can do the whole thing in one go or else you can do it in snippets. And then you've got all of the, the, um, the tributaries, if you like, that, that are coming off it, which equally are absolutely well worth doing. So, yeah. yeah. you know, you'll need to set aside several years, actually.
0: <laughs> I'm happy to do so. Yeah. Um... Coming closer to home, Jamie, Let's
1: uh, the Nile
0: actually probably be in a similar position to the, the Mississippi. The, the numbers going to the Nile declined for a while, but we're seeing a huge interest in the Nile now.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's been a real, real renaissance, actually. And certainly for, for us over the last couple of years, Egypt's been a real shining light. It is, the demand has been fantastic. We, we, we launched a new ship, a new program last year. Um, so the Amidalia set sail in, in September. Uh, And certainly for this year, um, you know, there's been incredible demand. We've actually had to put on more departures in in May and June. Um, I think it's it's really, uh, you know, since the the challenges that they had in in Egypt, you know, 10 years ago now, I think, you know, it's now uh, things that things have stabilised, things have normalised. And there's always been huge demand from the UK for Egypt. It's always been there. Um, but obviously now that, that it's opened up, um, people are now booking, which is great. And, you know, the antiquities there, you know, it, UNESCO Heritage, World Heritage Site after UNESCO World Heritage Site. You know, you've got the pyramids. You, there's just, just there's so much to see and so many iconic places to visit. Um, and you can do it in such a relaxed way in your kind of floating, floating sanctuary with your Egyptologists on board and beautiful food, you know, great weather. And and it's, it's a real win. It's a real win, I think, and, and, and certainly something that we're seeing some really positive demand for.
0: And, and it's another river I've never been to, um, but Jane, is it good for first-timers or is it something that you find more experienced river cruisers would choose?
1: Actually, I think uh, definitely it's one for first-timers because it's, it's kind of bizarrely one of those rivers that people go on uh, and don't think it's a river cruise. They think that actually what they're doing is going and seeing Egypt. It's it's so it's not seen as a river cruise, uh, and and I mean in, you know when it was really really such a high flyer, however many years ago that was now, and it is quite some time. Hmm. People were going out there for a holiday, but they were not going on a river cruise. Uh, but they wanted to see you know the temples and the tombs and that that you see that are lined up down the Nile. Um, but as I say, they didn't see it as going on a river cruise. They saw it as going on a holiday to Egypt. So for sure, first timers. Um, repeat passengers uh, you know, who have cruised rivers in Europe, I'm sure that absolutely they will be going because the treasures along the way are amazing. You know, As Jamie was saying, you can see so many temples and you go into the tombs, you learn so much. The Egyptologists are absolutely amazing. They are just so full of information. That you know, you you come away just thinking, wow, that that was extraordinary. You also probably come away thinking, I never want to see a temple again. But (laughs) I can assure you that actually, after about four years, you think, do you know what? I think I ought to go back to Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so i think a lot of repeaters as well yeah
0: yeah certainly we're seeing as i said a, a, a number of new ships are being added to the nile which is great to see and certainly something that you know we could we can do a river conference there one day who knows who knows um, i'm luck with that one but i
1: think that would be great actually <laughs> it wouldn't would, it? Yeah. yes
0: we'll find a way we'll find a way um we should uh, talk about the rest of Europe, of course, because uh, clearly we're seeing that increase in ships uh, on some of those main European rivers. but uh, rhine and Danube, jamie presumably remain those key rivers for the for for river cruising.
2: yeah, absolutely. and certainly for first time is that you know the danube you've you've got those hero hero cities, you've got you know the Budapest, the the Bratislavas the you know the the list is end of Vienna. The list is endless, but and then but you've also got these beautiful little towns. You've got wine regions. So the uh, the, the Danube's a great one for for first time, You know as is the Rhine really. Um, and there's lots of lots of new capacity coming on on, on there. Interestingly, we've seen um, France is also um, becoming increasingly popular. We've we've increased our, our our inventory there, and 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 that is again one of those places that you really have to have to see. And I think seeing it by Seeing it by ship is, is a wonderful, wonderful way to, to 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 experience what is a beautiful country. So but it does tend to be that's the place that people would go to maybe on their second or their third river cruise. It, but it, it genuinely is uh, for, for first time as Danube and Ryan, really.
0: And, and you mentioned earlier on some of the themed cruising that uh, you've introduced. Uh, of course, wine and food is always is kind of an ongoing theme for river cruising. But is our themes a good way to attract some new to cruisers?
2: I think so. I, I think you know it, there's lots of opportunities for um, agents to kind of tap into their their um, networks, their databases by you know maybe taking a small group of like-minded people, and, and they can create. Uh, a kind of a, a sub product of, of what is being offered by by the the, the the cruise line, whether it be whether it be a, a you know, a, a local restaurant that you work with, whether it be a, um, a, a local um, off license or wine specialist that, you know, maybe the owner wants to go on and they do a bit of a comparison between the local wines and uh, there's lots of opportunities, we, we have a whole host of different group types, whether it be crafting, whether it be craft beer, whether it be wine, whether it be, you know, genealogy, the the list is endless, but it's a great way for people to also introduce new to river cruise because they're coming there to experience the theme, maybe an expert, but also they get to, they get to see, you know, the beautiful landscapes and the great cities and towns that we cruise through. Jane, do you like a themed cruise? Is that
0: something that you enjoy?
1: Yes, I think yes I do actually i think it's uh, it is it adds a, a little extra if you know what I mean to to the cruise um the cruises without a theme are fantastic anyway and, and you know I, I wouldn't say otherwise I absolutely love going on them but if you've got a theme it just adds a little something to it uh you know if it's a if it's a wine one and as Jamie was saying you've got the, the specialists there you can do the tastings. Uh, even beer themed ones. I mean, who knew there were so many beers who knew that there was a special way to taste beer, etc. You know, it's and, and food again when you can go and do, uh, for instance, market tours with a local chef or something like that and then come on board and maybe see a cooking demonstration or or they will come on board and cook a meal in the evening for everybody on board. Uh, I mean, it really does add something. And of course, it also means that a lot of the people on there are on there for that particular theme. So you've got a very friendly river cruise anyway, and then you add that into it and you've got people with all these, you know, th- this this same, um, this same interest in things. So it really helps to spark up conversations. Uh, I'm, I, the one that I did, and it always sticks in my mind, was a themed music cruise. Uh, and i mean i i was not a or i am not a particular uh, expert in classical music or anything like that but it was absolutely amazing with these exclusive experiences every single day private concerts um a trip to the uh, the opera in vienna the whole thing was done so, so very well, going to museums uh, that are dedicated to composers who have lived, this was on the Danube, along the Danube. Uh, and so, and it's very easy to do for on the river cruises as well, because you can, you you, you are visiting these towns mm-hmm. and therefore people can come on board and they can do talks or you can do excursions with, with a particular guide who might be an expert in XYZ It's very, very easy to do, much easier to do than if you were on an ocean cruise, for instance, because the person can come off. They can do what they're doing and and they can even stay overnight because nowhere is very far. So then they can get off the next morning and and just get a taxi back home. It works a treat. And and it does bring in people. I'm sure of it because you you would see something and say, gosh, I'm for instance, the music cruise. I'm really interested in music. That looks fantastic. I will go and do that. I love wine. Oh look, there's a there's a there's a you know sort of a vintner from I don't know a very good vineyard in wherever wherever we yeah. must go on board with that person.
0: Yeah, and that choice is really important, Jane. Um, this will be the first full year, I think, that Tui River Cruises, for example, is in operation. But uh, but with you know with that increase in new ships and those those themes and those destinations such as the Nile and North America, for example there is a huge choice that maybe people don't appreciate in terms of the experiences available.
1: Sorry, was that me? Was that yes, it right? was. Right? Sorry, Jane, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yes, I mean, the choices are absolutely yeah. extraordinary now and, and growing all the time. As I said, with, with um, you know, around a dozen new river ships coming yeah. out now um, and in Europe, we're covering Europe, we're covering Asia and also in America. And uh, um, the choices are just growing and growing. And of course, we really mustn't forget that this is the year of Floriade as well. So you know, oh, anybody okay. who's interested in horticulture, in flowers, in gardens, they need to get themselves on a river cruise pronto because it's a fantastic way to go along to see what's there. The, most of the river cruise lines, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sure, has one. They, um, they they have they have river cruises that are including trips to see this and you'd get yeah. a whole day to go there and it only happens once every 10 years so yeah. for goodness sake you've got to go for it now
2: <laughs> i was just about to say the same thing Jamie. if, if they, you know if you've got if, if agents have got um relationships with uh, their local garden centers if you know if they've got relationships with experts you know now is the time now it's time and and the great thing about floriad is it really runs practically all the way through the year so it kind of runs till I think it's October so there's still time to 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 get that get that person get that group get that interest group together and as you say you know otherwise you're going to have to wait another 10 years
1: yes (laughs) it's a long time to wait (laughs) it is a
2: long time to wait um
1: Uh, yes yeah
0: Um, So you say it runs through to October, Jamie. And and of course, there's no crystal ball here, but we're expecting a normal season that will be starting in the next couple of months. And then we can look forward to Christmas markets and everything for December next year. And presumably that's something that people again should be booking fairly soon because availability is is not, uh, you know, there's not a huge availability
2: no that it's a good point andy i think certainly what we've seen is that christmas markets have been incredibly popular and and we're we're much much further ahead than where we would be on in in normal circumstances um for bookings for christmas markets um and obviously the christmas markets run from the end of november all the way through to around about just before christmas sometimes just afterwards but people don't necessarily want to go on the, the christmas markets cruise that run over christmas so you've actually got quite a small window so i think people really need to you know if you want to get away if you want to do something different go i was lucky enough to do the christmas markets um, last year and they're, they're just magical they and it's such a great um such a great kind of introduction to to, to christmas um, certainly recommend having a look at that now and you know it's very very popular.
0: The, the the person I always think of when I talk about Christmas markets is Jane because I know that Jane has, has enjoyed a number of Christmas, in fact Christmas cruises, not just Christmas markets.
1: Yes, Christmas cruises, yes. Unfortunately, I've now not managed it twice, <laughs> oh, two true. years <laughs> running. It's like, oh no, not in the back garden again. But yes, we were in the back garden again having yes. our Christmas market back in the barbecue on Christmas Day. Um, but next year, or no, it's this year already. This year, yeah, I guess. This, year this year, nothing is going to hold me back. <laughs> I'm oh,
2: going to say, I it. was gonna say it's also it's also interesting because it's not just the Rhine and, and the Upper Danube now. People are expanding their their kind yeah. of Christmas cruises and and, you know, whether it be the Lower Danube, um, whether it be uh, whether it be the Rhone. Uh, France don't have the the Christmas markets in the traditional sense that, say, the Austrians or the Germans do, but they do still have, you know, they do still have a form of Christmas market. So that's kind of expanding out because it's been so, so popular. It's been such a well-received kind of way of exploring at that time of year. It's it's, I
1: mean, and it is, it's a good way to, to get away just before Christmas, if, you know, if you want to get away before Christmas and you, you, you can go to the <laughs> Christmas markets and you can, you know, you can buy some unusual gifts, et cetera, et cetera. But by doing it over Christmas, which you know, which is what I've been doing for many, many years now, it is absolutely brilliant way of doing Christmas. If if you if you yeah. don't see any reason to be staying at home, which, frankly, yeah. I never do. <laughs> um and and it's just lovely because and if you, if you travel on your own particularly if you're on your own just to go on a, on a river cruise over christmas you've got a ready-made family you go you go into one of the cities that you're visiting a town or a city on christmas day the guides are there they take you around it's 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 like having it's a normal day but it's Christmassy because you've got the, you know the christmas feel and and as as you said jamie some of the markets do stay open um, so you can go to the markets as well and it just brings to life that time of year you know if if you're there's somebody on your own and you're going to be sat yeah. there and thinking oh dear you know i've got nobody to see on christmas day it's it's a brilliant way of getting away absolutely i would recommend it 100 percent.
0: great advice uh and brings us all nice to the end of uh, this month's podcast i should just ask you one more question so i'm going to put you both on the spot Is there one thing in the river year as we look ahead that you're particularly excited about or particularly looking forward to visiting or doing this year? Jamie, I'll start with you.
2: Okay, so not wanting uh, there's two things. I will say the one thing first. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the changing of the seasons because I feel that we've not seen that um, on river cruises for a little while because of everything that's happened. So spring cruises, summer cruises, autumn cruises, Christmas markets, cruises. That's what I'm really looking forward to, because the Rhine and the Danube, they're different. They change and they evolve throughout the year. So that's what I'm looking forward to. that That's the first thing. The second thing, obviously, is Budapest. But you, you, you kind of alluded to that earlier. Well said. You're, you're, you can get away with that. Yes. So uh, thank you for mentioning Budapest. I'm also
0: very excited about Budapest. It would be great to see everybody back together again and to see so many ships, actually, which is really exciting. Uh, Jane, what about you?
1: Well, based on what you just said, I have to say, I'm really looking forward to Budapest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also, I'm really, really hoping to make it to the Danube Delta this year. Actually, actually into the Delta, because I was due to do that cruise two years ago uh, and it got cancelled. So uh, that's been a rolling um, plan of mine. (laughs) Um, And I have to put in a second one. I'm definitely going back out to the Mississippi for sure i want to do that again
0: listen thank you both so much for joining me on our podcast we wish you well for the year ahead do come back and talk to us again when we've done some of those things at least that we've talked about uh if not we can do it live from budapest or something like that but thank you very much for your time
1: absolute pleasure thank you
0: thanks andy and that brings us to the end of our first River View podcast of 2022. A huge thank you to my special guests, to Jane and to Jamie and to you for listening. We will be back next month with more insights into the river cruise industry. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you next time.